Hi, this is Jonathan, a.k.a. Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Muscular, the human wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, a.k.a. That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was, in fact, raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the teleportation circle lands the party right in the middle of a cultist waystation filled with some loyal and not-so-loyal members. After breaking through some doors and fighting some fights, the Heralds of Greenest finally corner Frulam Mondaith. She bargains for her life, offering words of wisdom about Thontorvrak and showing the key to the chest she claims holds the beloved then throwing it onto the floor. When Jonathan attempts to retrieve the key, a magical trap is sprung, wrapping him tight in an animated rug as Frulam goes back on the offensive. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and tonight I actually have some coffee and Baileys. Because I felt like I needed caffeine with my alcohol today. So I have brewed up some coffee, which I very rarely do, and I've added a lot of Baileys, and it's delicious. Uh, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Hi, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan Matching Muscular, and tonight I am once again drinking Coop Aleworks DNR from right here in Oklahoma City. It packs a punch. It's delicious. Yum. Poof. Punches. And let's go Travancore. What are you drinking? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is a Moscow Mule <laughs> made with... Uh... Oh, dude, really? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Made with a ginger beer from the Saranac Brewing Company, and the vodka is a mango pineapple vodka for a little bit of an extra fruity flavor. Uh, my wife loves this. Uh, Moscow Mules are her favorite, so uh, I'm enjoying. Hey, Carlton, what are you drinking? Yeah, Carlton. I'm drinking a Moscow Mule, but a double, because I don't feel like getting up to make another one later. So it's in a nice big, <laughs> it's not a copper mug, because I'm not so classy, but it is a metal tin mug, so it's, it's close. You know, I was close this close to making a Moscow Mule for tonight. <laughs> Look at the Mule See, that's the merchandise that we should have. We should get engraved copper mugs. Mm. All right. So Ideas we need to buy a mule, later. and we need to name that mule Moscow. Well, no. you can do that, too. Uh, Bernie, what are you drinking? Well, I'm at the beach, so I have a mar nice. homemade margarita, and I can see the ocean out of my window. So it's it's not a bad way to be. Yeah, nice. I mean, if you got to play D&D &D with a bunch of friends and drink and watch the ocean, then, you know, I guess you just have to do that. I almost sat a, I almost sat out on the porch and then I realized it's the beach and it's super windy and all the audio would just be like <laughs> So I I I I denied to come inside. I decided I was just going to have to sit inside. As the audio editor, I thank you. So your characters are not in nearly as nice of a predicament. As I said, uh, you have cornered Frulam, and Jonathan is currently wrapped up in a magical rug, and the rest of you are now facing down a very angry cultist leader. And so once again, tonight, we can begin by rolling initiative. Screw you, Frulam. And I think haste is still active from last time, right? Unfortunately, nothing is still active. Okay, it's been long because enough. Yeah, you guys drank a bit and played around with some doors and then been a talked week in with Frulam. Real time, but I wasn't sure game time how long it had. Yeah, between getting up to Frulam and chatting with her a little bit more than a minute has passed, so previous spells have gone away. Soria continues to roll incredibly well. Good, because I'm not. Ugh. <laughs> Frulam does not roll nearly as well. <laughs> The rug is faster than she is. Okay. And is the that, rug really a thing that we're in The rug is also with? faster than me. Oh my yeah, god. It is Aladdin. So the what you see on the screen here, the rug and Jonathan actually share a space, but I, I couldn't make that happen without just one or the other only being shown. So they're next to each other. But Jonathan's space, the rug is currently wrapped around him, restraining him. But yeah, you are fighting a rug. Travancore. Nine. And Jonathan? Nineteen. Nineteen. Ooh, okay. And Carlton? Six. 
I feel shame as a minor action. And Bernie, tell me you got a 16. No, I got a 9. <laughs> All right, what's your dexterity modifier? Nothing. It's and I lose that. I don't care. I'll I go. kind of figured. <laughs> All right. I kind of figured the ranger might be a little faster than the cleric. Okay, well, Soria is going first because bards, man. I'm going to just say that every single time. It's amazing. Soria is going to reach out with a clawed hand and touch Carlton. And you hear her humming under her breath. And she's actually going to cast heroism on you. Oh. Until the spell ends. The creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to your spellcasting ability modifier, which means you get a total of five temporary hit points. And uh, you get those at the start of each of your turns. Okay. And you get that for the next minute. And so when calculating damage, it comes out of the temporary first, correct? That's correct. Okay. Just- comes off the temporary. Beginning of each of your rounds, you'll get five temporary hit points. Okay. So I'm okay with you this. get... She does not have any of her bardic inspiration back because you guys have not taken a long rest. So I think that is all she can do because heroism is an action. All right. She is done. Jonathan, you are currently being smothered by a rug. Uh, You are considered grappled and your speed right now is zero. You are restrained and blinded. You have, at the moment, disadvantage on attack rolls and dexterity saving throws. Okay. And because you start of the target's turn, uh, you're about to take some bludgeoning damage. So you take nine bludgeoning damage as this rug tightens around you and tries to smother you. And with that, what would you like to do? Uh, I want to escape the grapple. Okay. What kind of action is this? Is Is this a standard action or a move action? You must use an action to escape. Now, okay. if you escape, I'll say that you get your movement. So if you want a GTFO at that point. Okay, so uh, it's a yeah, standard action to, to get away. It is a standard action to try to escape being grappled. Is it a, is it a save or is it opposed? Now, uh, a further question. If I were to cast a burning hand from the back of my square, would I be able to get both the rug and fruit limb? How many squares does Burning Hands It's affect? a 15-foot cone. Well, I would definitely say you'd hit the rug 5, 10... F- so you're considered blinded, which means you're going to take, I believe, a negative 5 on that attack. It's not an attack. But I would... S- huh? It's not an attack. It's a, it's a... it's It would be dex saving throws, I think, for both of them. Okay. I would say you could... If you hit them, you could definitely get both of them. Yeah. So it's an athletics check to try to escape. It's going to be your action to try to escape. So what would you like to do? But you are considered restrained and blinded. Well, let's... Uh, let's, let's You'll be l- a lot of things. Let's light this shit on fire because Burning Hand sets flammable objects ablaze. Okay. And does that... So would that uh, include the rug since it's a fucking rug? Roll me an intelligence check. Blinded does say that attackers have advantage, so they will have advantage on the dexterity saving throws for your Burning Hands. That's what I'm going to say. And what did you roll in your intelligence? Uh, 10. You're not sure. I mean, yeah, rugs. But cotton, man, it's usually flammable. This well, is a magic I'm rug. Gonna, I'm going to rely on my teammates to beat the ever-loving shit out of this thing. So I'm going to cast Burning Hands in a panic and try and get both Frulam and, uh, and the rug. So okay. dexterity saving throws for the both of them. Okay, so they're going to get advantage on this since you're considered blinded uh so first we'll go with fru lamb uh she rolls a 19 okay and the rug uh an 18 all right they both gonna save but they're still gonna, they're take, gonna take half damage eight damage each Damn. all right how yeah. much damage did you take when the rug hugged you by the way nine all right you guys see this rug wrap around jonathan and after a brief moment you all of a sudden see this gout of flame shoot out from the side of the rug. It doesn't burn a hole through, but you see kind of a blackened bit. And Frulam uh, manages to duck out of the way in time to avoid most of the flames. But she she does get singed a little bit. So that was your bonus action? No, that was my action. That was your action? Okay, so you're not going to try to escape the grapple? Nope. All right. So it is uh, Travancore and Shadow's turn. What would you like to do? So I have a sleep arrow, 
and uh, I'd like to use it. But first, I am going to cast Hunter's Mark on Frulam. On Frulam. All right. With that, I am going to ready my sleep arrow, and I am going to launch it. All right. 21. That hits. All right. So let's do the damage first, and then we'll we'll deal with the sleep, because I believe she gets a she has to make a saving throw on that. That's right. I believe it's a wisdom saving throw. So we got 11 damage for the, oh, okay. nice, for the arrow itself, and then we'll do the hunter's mark damage, which is just an extra die six. Just. Well, hey, it counts. <laughs> it absolutely. You're the one who said just. And a, a one. Oh, well. But. One more. Just. Sleep arrow. All right. Sleep arrow. And so let's read arrow. here. So it's a uh, wisdom saving throw. Oh, okay. DC. Probably like I'll, a 13 Well, or let me see your roll. I, I, I have the DC on here. I want to see if she saves or not. Oh, she saves. So that's a 19. Ooh. Yeah, that'll save. All right. So she is not put to sleep? No, she's not. Oh, if the target fails, it says, oh, yeah, nothing. Nothing happens. Nah, All right. Waste of a sleep well, arrow. Well, not nothing. But you hey. You hit her solidly with this arrow. Yeah. And... She- she takes a, a decent amount of damage. You see it. It actually kind of passes through her side. It, it kind of clips her in the side and embeds into the back wall and then uh, disintegrates into white silvery dust. And is there anything else you'd like to do? Well, I have a... I'm going to use another arrow. This time, I'm going to charge my flare bow. And um, should I go after Frulim or go after the rug? You've committed yeah, to Frulim. No, I would say go after Frulim. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because I get the hunter's mark. mark. All right. Let's roll. 21. That definitely hits. All right, so let's do the regular darnage first. Jesus Christ, dude. I'm, I'm on fire with the damage rolls, so another 11. Nice. And plus the flare bow. So she's so. on fire? So let's find out. She'll take fire damage. So three. She's a little three. bit on fire. She is. Singed. She's Just been hit with little. Jonathan scorching with burning hands and then hit with a fire arrow, and she is very unhappy. So I have a weird flanking question. If I'm able to position Shadow between this rug and Jonathan, or once he gets off of it or whatever, would that be constitute a flanking arrangement? Uh, they're sharing a space. They're Yeah, they're currently sharing a space, so right now you can't flank with Jonathan. Once Jonathan escapes, then he'll be in a space next to the rug, and absolutely, you can flank with him. Let's get Shadow ready to flank then. Okay, where would you like Shadow? Uh, the rug and Jonathan are in the space Jonathan is being shown in right now. Okay, got it. So we'll put it to the right of the space where the rug is. So once this rug's free, we'll just assume the rug's off to the right. Okay. So Shadow's going to go there. All right. Anything else? I look at Frulum and I say, told you. <laughs> the rug is going to continue to grapple Jonathan. So it actually doesn't do anything except continue to hug him. Bernie, what would you like to do? Oh, okay. So I'm going to do a thing that I don't often do, which is I'm going to cast Bless on my compatriot. Okay. It is up to three creatures, so everybody but Soria. Sorry, Soria, you seem to be doing pretty well. Whenever a target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. That will be very helpful to Jonathan in a moment. Well, uh, saving throw and ability checks? Uh, No, just attack roll or it's saving not gonna, throw, man. It's not going to uh, help me at all. Not. Well, it will not help. But... If certain people want to go choppy choppy on Miss Fruit Knife over here, <laughs> man, talk about unfucking grateful. Cleric doing cleric things. Maybe our cleric nah, never does any no, cleric no, no, no. things. I'm not saying it's useless. Just not, no, it's useless to me. It's not, well, it's not totally useless, and that's my fault. I thought that that might help Jonathan. Heaven so that, forbid that's you have to fault. attack anything and, I don't know, hit them. So Bernie calls out to her goddess and lights up no, the room. No, I want to say, dear Bay, please bless these, bless these ungrateful fucks. No, one ungrateful fuck. Them. And in fact, you should give it to Shadow instead of me. Maybe I will. You should, because like I said, it's not, if you can only do three people, and you might as well get the three people who might be making checks or attacks at the moment. Then we'll do that. No, All right. No blessings on Jonathan. So Shadow... Carlton and Travancore at the moment are now blessed by Bay. Uh, would you like to do anything else? Um, uh, I don't think I can do anything else. You can move. I can move. Do I want to move? That's up to you. Maybe I'm going to stand behind Carlton. Okay. All right. Well, Carlton's not going to be there for much longer, but okay. <laughs> Whatevs. 
you guys kind of entered the room and the four of you were standing in, in right in front of the door. So you've kind of now backed up into the doorway uh, right behind Carlton. And it is Frulam's turn. She's kind of been impassive when she was talking to you guys. And now she is just super unhappy. You can see from the last time you saw her, she is obviously healed up a bit. Some of her wounds have closed, but you know that there hasn't been that much time. Like, we've gotten to re-get all our spell slots. She hasn't. You don't know. You you do see, very obviously, that she's healed up. But for her, it hasn't been very long. She's going to point her dark halberd at Carlton. And she is going to speak some arcane words under her breath. And Carlton, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Aha! Welcome to hold person. Don't forget that you've been blessed, my friend, and you get to roll a d4. Except I also have disadvantage. So? Jesus, and... you guys are a fuck a bunch of fucking whiners. Uh, that would be an eight after disadvantage. All right. Unfortunately, her command pierces your psyche, and she tells you to flee. So, uh, you must spend your next turn moving away from Frulam. Is that frightened? The condition? No, it's a, uh, it's char. It's, it's a compulsion. It's not fear. It is, it is a command. It is a first level enchantment and she has ordered you to flee. So on your next, yeah, on your next turn, all you can do, you must spend your entire turn moving away from her by the fastest available means. Okay. She is going to move a little bit to her left and is now standing next to the chest uh, that she threw the key in front of that she said had the the beloved in front of it. Uh, and that's the end of her turn. Carlton, I need you to move away from her as fast okay. as possible. Uh, but How much movement can you give me? I, can, I have up to 40 feet. All right. Um, you shoulder past Bernie. Okay. Ow. Sorry, is there anything Well, I was going to say, like, can... is this a, just a only last for one turn? Is there a way I can, like, shake it off? Uh, no, it is one turn. Okay. It is just this turn. Uh, you can't shake it off because you that was the, the saving throw. Okay. You failed the saving throw. Yeah, I didn't know if it was, like, every turn I would have to redo it. Nope, okay. this just last one turn. You just have to move 40 feet in the op. Is that as fast as you can move? That is my maximum speed right now. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20. Well, we can only move you to there. So we'll say you... So, Bernie, you watch as Carlton just turns and runs. Hey, guys, and runs back into know, the bar. I know, like, she cast heroism, but I saw some really cool shit back here. And I don't know why, but I feel really compelled to go check it out. <laughs> now, you do get the five temporary hit points. Yes. So you can add those because that automatically happens. Yes, I have that. Uh, so you feel compelled to just run out of the room at 40 feet directly into the bar. And then you're left standing there wondering... Why did I run in this direction? Well, if I'm here, I might as well have a drink. Well, fuck. And that ends your turn. It is Soria's turn, who is Ooh. just as since surprised it's my turn, as the- well, Since it was still my yep. turn and I have a bonus action, can I pour a drink as a bonus action? You absolutely can. All right, I'm going to pour a drink as a bonus action and take a drink. I can see. I'm in the doorway. I can <laughs> see into the bar, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you guys just opened the door and ran on in. He's getting a beer. He is getting a beer. He's getting... What the hell are you doing? And considering it's a bonus action, you're actually able to nicely pour a beer um, with a really nice head on top of it and and quaff it super fast. What the fuck? What are you... Carlton, what the, what the hell are you doing? Uh, Proud of you, buddy, but if you come back, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, this was useless. Fuck it. I, why do I... Why do I try? Why do I try? Soria is going to point at uh, Frulam and is going to throw a feather into the air and begin to sing. And Frulam is going to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was about to say, why are people throwing wisdom saving throws at the cleric? Oh, uh, well, because Soria doesn't know that she's a cleric, actually. She wasn't in the last fight. Uh, fortunately... The cleric fails her wisdom saving throw, uh, and so Tasha's hideous laughter takes effect. Oh, nice. So Soria begins to sing, throws a feather into the air, and the next thing you know, Frulam is rolling on the floor, laughing hysterically. She is unable to stop herself from laughing. 
Um, at the end of each of his turn, each time it takes damage. All right. Uh, and Soria is just going to keep singing and keep the concentration up and keep Frulam on the floor laughing. She is currently incapacitated. Jonathan, <laughs> you are currently stuck in a rug. You are going to take some bludgeoning damage as it continues to try to suffocate you. So that's eight bludgeoning damage. All right. As it continues to tighten and squeeze, uh, you hear muffled through the rug hideous laughter coming from what you think is Fruland, but you're not sure. What would you like to do? Uh, I am going to... I'm gonna... You know what? I'm going to throw magic missiles at this thing. You could I'm, at the... I'm, no, my, my strength, my athletics check is only three. I'm not escaping this thing. So it has to die, which hopefully will happen. Fortunately, it doesn't matter if I'm blind with magic missile. So he- Okay, go ahead and go ahead and cast a magic missile. Oh, come on. Wow, six damage. What's the type of damage that magic missile does? Force. Force damage? Uh, Jonathan, you take three force damage. Okay. You do feel the rug shudder as uh, these arcane missiles come out of you and just pound into this thing. And then as it shudders, it tightens on you and you feel three points of that damage come through to you. Okay. Okay. Anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, Travancore and Shadow. So... So Travancore and Shadow carrying the team tonight, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so far, yeah. Let's hope your arrows still aim true. Oh, and so is currently on the ground. She is considered incapacitated uh, at the moment because she is too busy laughing to do anything, which means if you would like to, she gets no actions or reactions. So yeah, if you would like to attack her, there's not much she can do. Wait, she's I on the question. She's on the ground, so right. she, she would, there's, if you're... Don't worry about it. Light so, her up. Travancore, if you would like I was just making sure there wasn't other things going on. You got any more of those fire arrows? You can light this bitch on fire. Well, thinking about that, but quick question. If Shadow were to try and pull the rug off of Jonathan, would that count as an action and negate my You hear from the rug, fucking kill her! (laughs) Okay. Uh, It depends on whether Shadow would like to try to pull the rug off or if he wants to attack the rug. Those are two slightly different things. If he pulls it, that doesn't count as an attack, right? That would not count as an attack, but it will be his action. Oh, so Both I, of those would be his action, but they're going to cause two different kill, reactions. Kill her. I got all an right, idea. So I have an idea, guys. Okay. All right. So I'm going to shoot an arrow, regular arrow first at uh, at Frulum. Okay. Does your hunter's mark still lap? They are. It's still going active. 17. Uh, 17 hits. All right. Let's roll my regular darnage. That'll do four damage. Ugh. But I have another arrow, and this time per- it, Does that include the hunter's mark? Oh, hundred, I got to roll the Hunter's Mark damage, too. You just yeah, mentioned you get it! Hunter's mark. All right, all right. <laughs> hunter's Mark every God. round. Yes, let's all react to it. All right. Yeah, th- another, another three damage there, and second okay. arrow. And this one I will charge with the Flare Bow, so I'll use both of them up on Frulum. Okay. Well, an 18 hit. 18 hits. Excellent. Go ahead and roll so damage. Regular damage first. That'll do five for the arrow itself. And okay. then the uh, another three fire damage there. Wow, all the damage right. dice have not been kind this round. Wait, did you add your, your, you, oh, no, that was just attack rolls. The first, yeah, Hunter's Mark only counts once in the round. No, I was going to say, remember, you're blessed, because your attack rolls get a plus d4 to all Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, you're blessed. Attack and saving throw, roll a d4, add. But you hit her anyway, so it didn't matter. You, you hit no matter what. All right, anything else you would like to do? You can still move if somebody, if you or Shadow would like to move, and I think you still have a bonus action. Hmm. Can you shoot another arrow as a bonus action? No, no. that's an attack. No. All right, I think I want to stay put for now with the hope that Shadow's going to be able, someone's going to be able to get John, John's going to get free pretty soon. Okay, the rug will continue to try to smother Jonathan. Bernie, it is your turn. All right, so bless is concentration, which means I can cast another spell as long as it's not a concentration spell. Yes, I'm going to cast spiritual weapon in the form of a giant pair of shears. <laughs> can they okay. call him, Can they please be called Billy? Please? And can they, they be called going... Harry? <laughs> Harry. Fucking Jesus Christ. Um, you mean Queen Bay? <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to get casted that they're in flanking with Shadow. And so 
Shadow at the moment is not actually next to We're Jonathan and the rug. Right. Oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever is the most advantageous. So here's my thought. Think away. And I think I should be able to do this simply because I'm thinking creatively, and that's the point of this imagination game we are playing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm going to cut the rug off of Jonathan. Now, do your oh, okay. shears have that little flat part like medical shears so you don't accidentally cut Jonathan? Yes, they're medical shears. Exactly. Emergency room, glowing blue medical shears that just say, what's the number for 911 on the side? <laughs> 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 hey, G-Dog, um, All right. Go ahead and roll an attack with the the medical shears. Let's hope this isn't a total failure, guys. 23. (laughs) The shears deftly dig into the rug and start to cut. Go ahead and roll damage. 15. Nice. Okay. Go ahead and roll another D8. Jonathan, as these shears... With my spellcasting modifier? No, just go ahead and roll a separate D8 and, and give me that number in a second. So the shears start to dig into this rug. It is technically force damage, um, not necessarily cutting damage. And you feel the rug shudder. You take seven force damage. Oh, God. Good night, guys. I rolled a seven. Okay. This time, the shears just cut into the rug. And you feel like all of that uh, force goes into the rug. That's good, right? Well, Jonathan doesn't take any more damage. But I'm probably going to get knocked out next round. That's fine. I got healing spells. That's a thing I own. Um, we also have another healer who you preferred to be healed by, cause, but whatever. That's fine. She doesn't um, have any healing. That's fine. I'll d- I have a goddess I can pray to. Calm yourself, Iago, and let me do my bonus action. Bernie, you are not the healer. <laughs> Soria has healing. Um, what she doesn't have is she, she doesn't have inspiration. Okay. So because I- you guys haven't taken a long rest. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my bonus action to move my shears and chop at Frulam. Cut off her fucking head! You move them next to Frulam, who brings up... uh, Or no, she's still lying on the floor, um, laughing hysterically. Do I get, like, advantage because she's prone? No, you do not. But you don't have disadvantage either. All right, let me roll. 25 hits, right? 25 definitely hits. Nice. Between her rolling on the floor laughing, your shears dig into her flesh. 11 damage. How would you like to do this? Yes! Oh my, yes! Um, I love that I'm still at the bar. <laughs> fucking useless barbarian! Um, I want to snip her head off. Okay. Yeah, she is rolling around on the floor in almost like the Joker kind of hysterical laughter that kind of forced, I don't want to be doing this laughter. And just as she rolls to look at you, eyes wide in terror as these glowing shears form around her neck, she is breathing in to either scream or laugh as the shears close and her head goes, I want the last thing for her to hear is me going, bless you. That is definitely the last (laughs) thing she hears as her head rolls away, as she is uh, chopped in two, her face still contorted in this grotesque smile. Is there anything else you would like to do? Are we out of initiative or is the... We're we're not yet out of initiative because there's still a rug smothering Jonathan, but she was the big bad. So I, I gave you the kill on her. Yay! Um, no, I'm cool. All right. Uh, Carlton, you're at the bar. All right, I, uh, I saunter back into the room holding my drink. Okay. I'm like, hey guys, what's up? I, I, you uh, move 40 feet back into the room. And I notice, uh, a Frulam fruity drink is now headless on the floor, and I'm like, oh, that's usually what I do. Good job, guys. And I take a sip of my drink. And I look at him and I say, I hate you so much right now. And so I don't have any more movement to get up to the rug. So I guess I will. Well, no. Every time we hit it, Jonathan gets hurt. Fucking hit it. Hit it? Hit it. But you said you're going to go down. I am. Get Fucking hit it. All right. Uh, I'm going to throw a hand axe at it and try to shear it off of him with the hand axe. Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack. 
Oh, that's gonna that's gonna end really well. Uh, unnatural twenty. It definitely hits the rug. Right. Go ahead and roll damage. And that'll do ten. Okay. What kind of damage is that? Is that piercing? Uh, slashing. All right, Jonathan, you take five slashing damage. Oh, All you're right. not dead yet. Not yet. Uh, the rug <laughs> is still constricting around Jonathan. It it's threadbare. And parts of it are just falling off in clumps, and it's got this big burn in it, and it now has a hand axe sticking out of it with also a little bit of blood, which is a little creepy, but uh, it is still alive and kicking. Soria is gonna walk up. You hear her say, I want to cast Cure Wounds, but I need to be able to touch him. And I don't think if I touch the rug, I don't think that works. Then kill it! I need to be- You hear her voice, then fucking kill it! Put the hand through the- oh yeah, put the hand through the burn hole. It's, it didn't burn all the way through, Can so you can't you actually see, see Jonathan. Oh. You can't see him at the moment. Now you hear a muffled voice, fucking kill it! <laughs> Alright, so she is gonna- she's gonna viciously mock this rug. <laughs> oh my god, Jonathan's gonna die. Jonathan's gonna die of, like, shame. He's no, I won't die, die because you're gonna cure me as soon as this thing- this is over. You don't know that, you ungrateful asshole. So the rug makes a wisdom saving throw, and its wisdom is a negative four. (laughs) So it actually rolls a negative one on its wisdom. It was very well mocked. You should have put it to sleep. Doesn't it have feelings? Won't it just be sad and let go? Okay, here is what I will say. So she only rolls one psychic damage. The target now is disadvantaged on attack rolls it makes before the end of the next turn. Here's what I'll say. Because it is only one damage, it goes to the rug. Oh, thank God. The rug is still standing. Soria looks upset, but shrugs. Jonathan, on your turn, the rug constricts. And I go down. I He does too much damage. Yeah, you take eight bludgeoning damage. I'm down. Okay. Uh, so the rug constricts and you hear inside. And then the rug stops moving. It is still constricting Jonathan, but it is no longer moving. Shadow and Travancore, it is your turn. Is it worth, like, trying to pull the rug off of Jonathan, or should I just attack it? Well, I mean, you can't really do any more damage to Jonathan since he's dead. True. Actually, no, I'm not dead. I well, am, he is, he's I am unconscious, dying. and unconscious. you can do more damage to me. Oh, well, then in that yeah. case, no, because that would be bad, because I was just going to tell you to light that fucker up with arrows. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, so I think I'm going to try something different. I'm going to have Shadow try and pull the rug off of Jonathan. Okay, uh, go ahead and have him make an athletics check. Oh, God, four. Uh, Shadow reaches up on your orders and is being super careful because he knows Jonathan is inside. And because he's being so careful to not hurt Jonathan with his claws, he's just really unable to pull it off, off, pull the rug off of Jonathan. All right, Travancore runs up to the rug immediately after that. Okay. Just so right, yeah, right next to Jonathan so that I, um, I don't think I can do much else at this point. Okay. Uh, at the end of your turn, and at the beginning of the rug's turn, it releases Jonathan, so you see his unconscious body fall to the floor as the rug leaps at Travancore. Ooh. And tries to attack him. Don't forget, you have advantage on saving throws in the form of 1d4 plus your thing. Does right. an 18 hit? Oh. Uh, 18 will hit me. Well, fuck. All right. The rug wraps itself around you in the same way that it wrapped in- itself around Jonathan, and you are currently grappled and restrained inside of the rug. Crap. And it's now hugging you, although it's still threadbare and worn. Uh, Bernie, it is your turn. <sighs> if I kill you guys with a rug, I'm going to be really upset. I'm going to be really upset, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Kill it! Kill it! So says the Viceroy! Kill it at once! I'm going to use a cantrip. I'm going to cast Sacred Flame. Okay. That's awesome. We're at fifth level, right? Yes. Yay! Okay, that's cool. It's instantaneous. It's going to do a dexterity saving throw. All right. Twelve. Nope. All right. Okay, I get to do 2d8 damage instead of just one now. I have a plan, guys. It's going to be okay. Ten. Okay, what kind of damage is that? It is radiant damage okay uh travancore you take five radiant damage as the rug also takes five radiant damage and dies so as you feel this radiant energy pound into you the rug 
just disintegrates into threads and falls around Travancore, basically unwound and destroyed. I want to look around the room and go, you're welcome. Uh, I run up to Jonathan the Magic Muscular. I gently cradle his head, lean down, put my mouth to his mouth, and begin CPR to stabilize him. Okay, I... (laughs) Do you actually roll a heel check, or are you just kissing him? Uh, can I, I guess, uh, a CPR. You little know, a little, little, little bit of both. Whoa, whoa. Can, can it be a little bit of both? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. As you start to do this, Soria walks Wait, up. Wait, no, I'm gonna do a thing. Oh. Fuck you, Soria. All right. She starts to walk up, and then she hears Bernie say say that, and she goes, okay, all right, all right, okay. No, I, was just wants, I just want to help. I'm gonna do the thing. No fucking chance. I was gonna do the thing earlier, but then the rug started hugging Travancore. Like, I wanna make a little half-elf rug babies. Um, so I'm gonna cast Prayer of Healing. Are there six of us? There are six of us. On I'm all max of health, us. So. And I'm going to cast it as a third level spell. So you get 2d8 well, you get 3d8 plus my spellcasting modifier plus that other thing, remember? What is it? The thing. Remember that I'm healing people and I get to add shit to it and I always forget it. You should probably write that down and remember. Uh, okay, here we go. I have additional hit points of two plus the spell's level, so five. So 3d8 plus eight plus five is what everyone's getting. So again, you're welcome. Grateful assholes. Every time I try to do cleric stuff, all they do is whine. What is 8 plus 5? 13. Thank you. All right, Jonathan, you start at zero. You get 13 hit points. You come back to consciousness. No, he gets As no I'm long cradling him, mouth 25 to mouth. hit points. I'm sorry. You actually get 25 hit points as you come back to consciousness, no longer being cradled by a rug, but being cradled by a half orc who is currently reaching in with his mouth to your mouth. I do hey, one but- of these where I put my hand in between our mouths and I'm like, Good, bro. Thank, thank hey, you buddy. for your concern, but I'm good. <laughs> I, uh, I reach a hand down and I help pull him back up to his feet. Okay. You guys get a total of 900 experience and we are out of initiative. We've got a little bit more time. What would you like to do? So, Aria, what's your max HP? I only have about 30 hit points. Okay, thank you. You have them all now. I, I've had them all because of you for a while. Thank you. See, she's grateful. She doesn't even like me, and she's grateful. What's wrong with what? you? Why do you think I don't like you? I like you well enough. I like you very much. You, you've made fun of me, and I don't know why you were saying those nasty things about me to Thunderwrack, but, you know, I like you. Oh, that was for funsies. Sorry, come on. So, Travancore would like to make his way back towards that drawer where the thing was, but he'd like to check it for traps before he opens Hold it. Hold on, we should all do, like, perception checks, because that's how we got in this mess in the first place. Well, that's why I said I wanted to check it for traps. Okay, Travancore is gonna go over, and you're gonna- are you looking at drawers, or are you looking at the chest that she had indicated that had the- she had pointed to a chest and thrown yeah. over a key? Okay. The chest. Why don't you all give me perception checks? Travancore is going to focus in on this chest. What are the rest of you going to focus on? Fruland. Uh, uh, I'm going to focus on getting another drink. You should investigation check, Fruland. Get me one too, buddy. I go back to get around. Yeah, Carlton goes back out into the bar. I hope it's poisoned. Let's start with Travancore. You're checking out the chest. Give me your perception check. 15. Does not seem to be trapped. Okay. Seems to be a normal chest. It is locked. Jonathan. Or actually, no, wait, Carlton, you go back out to the bar, give me a perception check. Uh, my perception was 17. Uh, you find more beer. It's, that was good beer. One, two, three, four, five for bear, buddy. I get like six, like, mugs and I kind of German bar wench, carry them back into the room. One for you each of my uh, comrades. with your titties. Yes, with my giant man, <laughs> uh, half-orc titties. Uh... And I get one for each of us, including Bear Buddy, because I think after what we've been through, we all deserve a drink. Aww. All right. It takes a, a few moments to gather up all the, the cups and everything. You have to find a few more beer bottles, but you are definitely able to find six steins worth of some pretty good beer. Put uh, Pour them beautifully and, and start to bring them back into the room. Jonathan, you were checking out Frulam? Yes. What's your perception check? Six. Not good. Okay. I would actually, what I would want to do is uh, is... Uh, check her out for check out her equipment. Okay, her armor is pretty ripped to shreds. It seemed like she was wearing she was wearing some chainmail, but between the last couple of fights, it's 
just destroyed. There's really nothing left of it. Uh, you search inside looking for pockets and things. You don't really find anything. Uh, she has dropped her halberd. And as you pick that up, go ahead and roll me an arcana check. 16. All right. I'm going to send you something in a text message. Yee. Bernie, what are you doing? I guess I'm just going to do like perception, right? Yeah. Well, what, what specifically are you looking at? Oh, uh, what am I looking at? Everybody's looked at things. I am. I want to see just like what else is in the room, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Five. Give me a perception check. 12. Okay. Uh, you see um, a bed. Bed seems normal. Travancore is kind of working on the chest. Jonathan's working on the dead body. You do see a bureau on the uh, the left-hand side, which when you uh, look through it, seems to have just a few bits of clothing. There's really not that much. It's mostly ceremonial robes. You do find another set of basic chainmail that is adorned in the same kind of purple that she was wearing, but it doesn't seem special in any way. It's just kind of your basic chain mail. You see a desk that as you start to search through it, you don't really find anything of interest. There's some manifests that you read through that as you read through them, you discover that this was kind of the way station for where the cult was bringing their looted goods. So you you're getting you see kind of scribbled notes on the arrival and departure of a really random collection of of looting that's been seems to be going on for the last month or two. It doesn't yet include anything specifically from Greenest. So you get the sense that this has this hasn't been updated. Yeah, um, you search through a couple of the drawers. You do find a coin purse that has 57 gold in it. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And that's about it. There's the shreds of the rug on the floor, and you don't find anything else. Travancore, while, yeah. while I'm doing that, uh, what are you doing? I'd like to try to pick the lock. Do we have she, a key, she actually? Gave us the key. We, we have the key. Oh, so who has the key specifically right now? It's in it's front of the, on the floor. You got it. All right, I grab the key and I try and open the uh, the lock. Okay, you grab the key, put it into the lock, and it goes, kick, opens without a problem. Okay, what's in there? So you open it up, you find f- basically blankets at first, just a whole bunch of thick, rich blankets, really nice material, uh, well woven in a variety of colors. And as you start to dig through it, you find wrapped in these blankets, a small, well, not a small box, but a, a, a box that is thin. It's about uh, five feet wide and maybe about a foot thick. And the, the box itself is sealed. It's not something that you can easily open. All right. I'd like to try and uh, grab the box and take it out of the dresser and see if there's a way to open it or there's a lock I can pick. Okay. Uh, you grab the box and take it out. There's, there's no lock. It looks like this was a box that was um, built around an object. Hey, Soria, come here a minute. Yep. What can I help with? All right, so Thondorvrek had you come for a reason. Apparently, Barge can detect like this thing that he's looking for. So I don't know what you could do to find something if it were in a box like this. But maybe do something like that. I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking for either. But I mean, it it has to be magical. So I if guess I-, I I speak up from across the room. If you'll recall, there are runes on the object that, uh, if read by a Bard, will confirm its authenticity and summon Thondorvrak. Well, this box doesn't seem to have any runes. Right. We need to open the box. Soria goes looking for an opening but doesn't find one. Maybe Carlton can finally be useful. We don't want to break it. I'm sitting in a corner sipping on my beer. Do I have any? Who's got spells? Come on, wizard. Get us some spells. Yeah, what's this, Jonathan? You got an open door spell? I do not, actually. (laughs) Uh, Soria speaks up at this point and says, um... I I don't know if this will work since it doesn't seem to have an opening, but I can give it a try. And she's going to cast knock. And is she going to do the secret knock? She is it. She does a knock, but it is not the secret knock. <laughs> Still my favorite joke ever. 
She puts her hand onto the chest, hums a little bit, casts the spell. The box itself shakes, and then the top flips up, and the whole box kind of uh, opens up like a flower. The The top flips up and out, and all four of the sides flop open. And sitting there, uh, cradled in another blanket, is a very large black obsidian disc that is about five feet wide and about a little less than a foot thick, just sitting in these blankets. Obsidian, I don't even know him. <laughs> wow, that's that's a good one. Carlton Jenga. hands Bernie a giant stein full of ale to celebrate this victory. <laughs> she says this joke and immediately splashes half of it on her clothes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, I say we take this disc outside the house because the Thunderwreck is coming. He'll probably want you know space to move around a little bit. Well, I haven't actually done anything to it. Am I supposed to like do something? Does that have runes on it? The thing that you should do, I'm thinking we should wait till we're outside before we do it. Okay. All right, so... Well, how, how I mean, heavy hey, thing? wouldn't it be better to do this in, like, eight hours? No, let's do it now. Just in case? No, let's do it now. Soria goes to pick it up, and she she can pick it up, but she is obviously struggling with this. This is uh, I go Again, and help Soria you carry you want to some use, Barbarian? Right, I take it from okay. Soria to carry. It's about 10 pounds, which to Soria is actually really, really heavy. To you, it's nothing. Because her bones are those little tiny hollow birds. Her bones are hollow. Yeah, she has very little strength. So yeah, you pick it up. Is there anything else you'd like to do in here before you head outside? I like to get some of the blankets, actually. I'm going to throw a bunch of them into my dungeon. Yeah, pack, they're I nice. feel like all of us pick a blanket. Okay. Are there any that are like, have like, are a nice like, pattern re- weaved into it? Like a grandmother's quilt? Uh, no, they they seem to be monochrome or two-toned blankets, but they're all really nice, uh, very high-quality weaves of cotton. Is any of them yellow? I picked the most earth-tony one, either, like, green Actually, or Actually, I think I get dibs, because I'm the one who found them, so... But, I yeah, the no, I'm gonna take the green or brownish one. I didn't kill all your enemies or anything, but I do believe that uh, Carlton should get the last pick. There, there are about twenty blankets. Between. All right, there's plenty to spare. I'll... This was a large heirloom chest that was basically filled with blankets and this box. So, hey guys, right. guys, you want to build a blanket fort? No, yeah, let's get we out can the build it table. While we that wait for, for now. Dragon, yeah, we can and build wait till we wait we're back. Well, let's actually summon Dentorvac. Yeah, yeah. So, please, I grab five. Wait, guys, I think please. It... I just really think, considering the purse, this is like out of character. I would like to make a my personal bid for getting all the chairs in the bar, building a blanket fort, and summoning Thondor back outside. Because this is a dragon who knows that we just killed a whole fuckload of people to get his thing, and we will be summoning him to the doorstep of our blanket fort. I just think it'd throw him off in a delightful way. We could have a sign that says no fur limbs allowed. I just just <laughs> with the the L like backwards. We could no, she's got an R. The R is backwards. The R is always backwards. R is always. Backwards. I'll even let you name the fort something stupid, Carlton. Like Fort well, Kickass. This can be Fort Kickass. <laughs> this can be Fort yeah. Kickass. <laughs> They're so all Fort Kickass. L's votes for I. I just think all right, of all the dumb things to waste your time on, this would be great. So, by reading the runes, if, if, if Soria were to read it to herself, would it enact it, or does she have to read it out loud? Depends on the runes. Well, Soria, just don't Crap. do any reading accidentally while we're building yeah. Fort Kick-Ass. I'm not doing anything until we're ready, and I don't think we're ready. Are we actually doing the fort first, or are we going to activate this thing first? What are we doing? Uh, fort like first! Fort, I grab all the blankets I can carry. Okay, you grab 32 blankets. They are all large, queen-sized, you know, blankets for for beds. They're thick and luxurious, and you're able to, between what was in the chest and what was wrapped around the actual uh, black disc itself, you've got 32 in a variety of colors. All right, let's go to the bar and build a blanket fort, guys. All right, I was going to say, you head to the bar. It is still partially destroyed with a couple of dead bodies lying about, but you do see chairs and tables. This seems tasteful. I'm going to examine the uh, the item with Soria. Let's drag okay. them outside, because the dragon's not going to fit in here, and I don't want to ruin our fort. Shadow and I are going to tag along with Jonathan and Soria. 
Oh, come are, on. Can't it be? Can't we just do something fun for once? Together I will. As I will. I'm just. I don't know. They're. Damage. I don't know. Friends like, heal each other. Friends, <laughs> friends don't threaten not to. Also, all of my spells. Hold on. Hold on. We're gonna have this fight. Let's have this fight. No, kill the blanket. I'm fine. And then, then looking frantically through spells. Apparently, I have to physically see you or touch you, and we know that wasn't gonna happen unless you wanted me to heal the blanket. So, you want to air some grievances? Let's air some grievances. No, 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 Mr. no. I am referring to. I cut a blanket to... off you with magical shears tonight. And then, and then after it, when I fell onto the ground, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're gonna heal me. You're like, maybe not. I find some popcorn. I just sit there eating it, watching this. Soria is hiding behind yeah, Carlton. because you know why? Every single time, every single time, every single time I do anything, anything clerical, you're like, well, it's not the right thing. And I'm like, well, I guess I could help them doing this. No, no. Just whines and whines and whines and pines after a lady whose skin is made of fire. How you think that's going to work out? I know it's not, but that's fine. He's going to feel gonna a burning sensation. And leave. Yeah, <laughs> gonna, gonna there's going to be a little that. bit of a burning sensation in my private areas. Is he still in love with Dorveen? A couple of observations. Yes, yes Soria. Yes. He wants her in Hold the worst on. way. We're going to have to buy all the ice and greenness to make that happen. Point of order. There's like dead bodies in here, so our fort would be gross anyway. Two, you know, it's probably not a good idea to keep dragons waiting. As a matter of fact, since they're my... I spend a lot of time studying dragons. It, I can guarantee you it's not a good idea to keep this guy waiting, that we should conclude our business with him as soon as possible. Also, I don't think it teleports him here. I could be wrong, but I think it lets him so know where we... So we have time to build it anyway. Exactly. Right. Okay. So while they're... While they're examining it, Bernie, correct me if I'm wrong, you and I are going to start dragging stuff outside to build this awesome Fort Kickass. Yes. And I'll help you after I read, after Sori reads the rune to summon them. Yeah. And Shadow will help too. All right, what kind of check do I need to do to make the most kickass forever? Let's, okay. hold on, hold so on. Let's, read the let's rune do first. If I, wait, 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 wait. If I understand correctly, Travancore, Shadow, and Jonathan are going out outside to the courtyard with Soria to examine the beloved while Bernie and Carlton are dragging chairs and tables and these blankets outside to build Fort Kickass. Is that correct? Yes. yes. That is correct. Jonathan, they're going to ruin my blankets, aren't they? Yes, we no, are. No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It is still rainy and kind of a little disgusting outside. However, off to the right of the doorway that you exit out of that would take you into the courtyard, there is a covered area. There's a bit of a covered walkway that would lead from this area over to the other building that you saw the fight happening in front of. And there is a large enough area there for some tables and chairs to be set up. So uh, Bernie and Carlton, uh, if you want to spend the next couple of minutes dragging tables chairs and blankets outside um i would love let me yeah. <laughs> You're like what the fuck kind of check i is love this? that i have to make the dm figure out what kind of role for a blanket fort i feel like it should be whatever creativity is tied to what do you think i think creativity is tied to wisdom this is less about creativity and more about structural integrity i'd like you both to give me survival checks oh Ooh, i got a plus five in survival i have a plus five in survival it didn't do me very well I'm a survivor. I rolled a 10. <laughs> I rolled an 11. I think shaky but stable is the thing we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> if you were if you were looking for a blanket fort that was actually going to keep the elements off of you, this ain't going to work. But if you're looking for colorful and fun, and if you're looking for something that is evocative of your childhood, absolutely. The the group of you, even Shadow will fit into this thing, um, and you'll be able to just bundle up uh, under the blankets, on top of blankets, with blankets over you. It It kind of looks like... Shadow will sneeze and the whole thing will collapse, but it also kind of no looks awesome. No sneezing. Ooh, are there enough blankets so that, like, because our hair is wet from the rain, we can wrap it around your heads like you do after you shower? Uh, I'd say there's one for each of you. After this blanket fort is done, you guys can each kind of claim a blanket for yourselves. And so, sure, if you'd like to wrap it around your head, then absolutely. Just like I tie okay, my like, around my neck like a cape and go whoosh. So each of you can mark down a blanket choice, blanket color Yellow. of your choice. Yellow. A fine woven cotton blanket. Soria and the uh, and Travancore and Jonathan head outside, and um, 
Well, so what would you like to... Soria is going to take her cues off of Jonathan. How would you like to examine this thing? I would like to uh, arcana at it. Okay, go ahead and roll an arcana check. Arcana. I'm in the background, just with my arms out, go whoosh, whoosh. Uh, 17. Very magical. You can, as you examine it, you can now see runes uh, with your eye. They haven't lit up yet, because you haven't actually activated this thing, but now you can kind of feel the the magic imbued within this disc. You're not exactly sure what it does. It does seem to be benign in general. It's not going to explode or produce a spell Uh, but you're not exactly sure what it's going to do when you activate it it seems to uh be activated with a specific kind of performance check so it it does seem like thontravac wasn't just shitting you when he said that a bard needed to activate this it seems like this is a an activation by some kind of musical enchantment and you do feel like there's something else attached to this thing that when it is activated it's going to alert other people or maybe other beings it is it is going to make magical noise okay good thing we let's good uh, thing we have the shelter for kick ass yep let's go ahead and soria i'm gonna need you to sing at this thing uh okay play, uh, play and sing your best song okay she pulls out her lute and kind of touches the disc for a second. You feel her make the same ar- arcane check over this thing to try to ascertain what exactly she's supposed to do. And her eyes light up a little bit as she does. And I need to roll. Ooh. Oh, not the best check in the world. Uh, performer. So she begins to perform. Oh, wow. It's obvious that she is a little unsure of what exactly she's supposed to be doing. But whatever she's doing works. As she plays on her lute, runes in this uh, vibrant bluish-white light up on the disc. And the disc actually floats off the ground a couple of feet and begins to spin in the air. Not very fast, just kind of a lazy spin. And as it spins, you all begin to hear music playing. And it seems to emanate from the disc and yet emanate from everywhere at the same time. It is as though you are sitting in the middle of a tavern at the uh, foot of a performance venue listening to... In this case, what seems to be a, a couple of musicians playing, you can hear a couple violins and a viol, you can hear a guitar and what seems to be a drum, and they start to play. And it, it's really high quality music. It's some of the best performance you've ever heard. And it's a little bit in contrast to what Soria is doing, because it's, it has nothing to do with what she's doing. And as she finishes and stops, the music keeps going and the disc continues to spin. I reach a hand down to Bernie and invite her to dance. Is it like dancing music? It's slow dance music. It's waltz, it's like a waltz. state. I'm a waltz with my little buddy. Yeah, it's it's a stately courtly dance. Do we do a waltz check? What's that dexterity? Are you like standing on my feet though, <laughs> like a little kid? <laughs> give me a performance check. Uh, what's- and Jonathan, give me another arcane arcane check. All right. Arcana. 12 for performance. I got a and 6. 20, 26 for uh for my arcana. Okay, as this music kind of hauntingly plays through the this empty courtyard, there's a couple dead bodies lying in the on the side. It's muddy, the rain is coming down in in a very kind of dreary way, but this this music has a a stately very calming air to it bernie and carlton move out into the the light mud and carlton you're able to keep bernie from actually falling face first as you guys try to perform this dance that the two of you are kind of making it up as you go along because you have no idea what a courtly dance would be this just is your impression of one uh travancore they're doing nothing like the courtly dances you're used to seeing but they look like they're having fun And as you perform this, Jonathan, you feel the arcane echoes of this music reverberating out and out and out and out 
and out. And you realize that if somebody was attuned to just the right frequency, they could probably pick up on this music from very far away. I think we're going to have Dragon Company as fast as the dragon flies, as they say. Assuming the dragon's the only thing attuned to this thing. Well, then uh, then we, we brace... We, we will keep a watch and stay ready. And with that, we'll end for tonight as you guys have activated the Beloved. And we'll see next week what happens after the Beloved activates and contacts whoever it's contacting. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com. And see you next encounter.